Okay, so as I was saying, I was in a really big... I am starting the show today, Ryan. <laughs> the story is no, key. Do it's it. fresh in my mind. Okay, so audience, listeners, we're starting a bit early tonight. That doesn't affect you listening, but it affected me and my schedule. Uh, I got home from work, I had to walk my dog, and then I had to leave, but I didn't have time to eat dinner. I was like, well, shit, I can't, I can't eat out all the time. So I boiled no. some pierogies, I put them in a tub where I threw some sour cream gross. on, and I'm just this like booking it down the street, just hoovering these pierogies <laughs> into my mouth. And then I stopped at the grocery store to buy us beers. Thank um, you. You're welcome. I, thank I got you, you a stout because I you. know you. You do. You're welcome. And uh, I was in line, and I was like, excuse me, sir, can um, I use the self-checkout to buy these beers? Because sometimes there's rules around not using the self-checkout because they need to ID you, all of these things. And he was like, yeah, you can. And then I swear. Why did he say it like that? Was he flirting with you? I thought, okay, so <laughs> I kind of was getting that vibe. And then I had to stand there for another minute because all of the self-checkout were full. Okay. And so I'm standing there and I, he was like looking me up and down, Ryan. And I was like, oh my God, it's happening. Someone, <laughs> someone is flirting with me. It's been a while. Yeah. And so I clearly am like, oh my God. And I start blushing and he's still kind of looking up and down but I realize he's just mainly staring at my jacket and so I'm trying to give your like, chest area yeah it's kind <laughs> of and I was like oh my god this has never happened to me before what's going on and uh which it's not okay whatever anyways I was really excited that this guy was flirting with me prefacing. sure <laughs> anyway sure so I was really excited I was like oh my god he's checking me out look at me go and then I look down to where his eyes are and I have spilt so much sour cream <sighs> down my jacket and it was just sort of like clumped. yikes and so uh, <clears throat> I wiped the sour cream off. He sort of nodded to like, be yeah. like, by the way, that's what was happening yeah. here. <laughs> you can keep your attempted smolder eyes away from me. And I uh, <clears throat> bought the beers. Okay, but then I bought the <laughs> beers. And uh, instead of IDing, the like attendant just gives you like a nod that they live like approved that you look old enough. And so I had to look back at him awkwardly because the screen was like attendant approval required. And I looked back and he just awkwardly gave me a thumbs up. Yikes. And then immediately looked. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good. Good try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let's start the show, Fine. right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I have a question for you. Yeah. This is, I'm going to tell you what I did this week. Is that okay? okay? Yeah. I know you ahead. didn't ask me. No, it's fine. Do you want me to ask you first? No, it's fine. Go. I, I need to bounce an idea off you, and you need to tell me if something's out of bounds. I will. So I went to karaoke. I wasn't invited, but that's with some coworkers. Okay, we don't work together. I could only this is work to me, but yeah, I guess okay. you just see this is fun and games. Yeah. And, okay, and so please tell me where where this lands. So already, I I'm out of my comfort zone because I'm with coworkers outside of work. This is already for me dangerous territory. Yeah, we were drinking. Okay, we have been drinking, drinking. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh and. <laughs> Somebody pulls out their phone and starts recording while we're singing and we're drinking. Okay. Singing karaoke. Yeah. So already that makes me feel quite vulnerable. I know this isn't going on Snapchat. This is going to be a living video for a long time. Okay. Then the next morning, we're all like, LOL, that was so funny. I send out this joking email like, haha, whatever happens in there stays in there. Yeah. Don't share around. So like half joking, half like nobody half, fucking talking exactly. about what happened in there. And then somebody says, Ryan, that's like super offensive. Of course, I wouldn't show anybody. So I'm like, OK, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. They and also I, probably know you're the person who wrote all of these passive aggressive signs. No, around no they have no idea. And so and then so I'm like, OK, you're right. I'm like, I overreacted. You're not going to share it. By the end of the day, so many people were talking about this karaoke night that weren't there. And then I'm like getting up to leave at the end of the day. And around the corner in the office, I hear my singing voice from a recorded video <sighs> and people are being shown. And I was like, you broke the code. OK, but 
But but but I understand that that they broke the code. You drinking said karaoke. That's I, I'm not going to sound good singing. Oh the yeah, but you probably did sound Mr. good. Brightside. You probably did. What the listeners don't know is that Ryan actually has a very good singing voice. No, I don't. Not not Ryan. That. That's not what Canadian Idol said. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> there are things I tell you in confidence. I know. But... <laughs> Anyway, I, that was your ticket out of Regina. Yeah, didn't work. <laughs> Did you get flown to Toronto? I don't want to say that. No, I didn't get flown. I didn't make it past the. I didn't make it past that round. Oh, I thought you did. What people don't know. Okay. Oh, here we go. Yeah. What people don't know is that the first three rounds of the show are not televised. So you do like a lot of singing previous and then. The round that's on TV is like the fourth round. So do they bring bad people through to the fourth round to yes. be on TV? That is so mean. Isn't it? They actually, do they tell them what's happening? No. Like, by the way, you're really bad, but you're going to get some TV time? I mean, I don't know. I was like one of the good ones, so I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to bring up no, Canadian it's Idol. Fine. It's probably coming from my deep, deep, deep desire to be on a Canadian reality show, uh, a little one called Bachelor Canada. That I can't be on. Why? Because relationship. You don't need to have sex with people. You think I could go to my partner and be like, hey, <laughs> that's how I talk to him apparently. <laughs> hey, babe. Um, like, it's not going to be anything serious. I, I often will watch The Bachelor and think, oh, I would do really well at this show because I'm really like, I'm, I'm good. Like, I'm a good <laughs> dater. Like, all the guys, uh, yeah. all the guys have this like stupid, like, Oh, one time, like I, I tripped and I was fell and I was bullied at school and and then they start crying and then the girl's like, "Thank you, Jordan, for opening up to me." I'd be like, first date, I'm like, I fell off a horse. I was in a wheelchair for 20 years. This is the first time I'm walking right now. This, these are my steps right now. So you're gonna. Hold- <laughs> that is so horrible. And then she'd be like, Ryan, you're so good at opening up to me. <laughs> so you're going to lie. <laughs> yeah. For the money and to live in the house in like Toronto suburbs or wherever it is. Where's the Bachelor Canada house? It used to be in Victoria. Oh, that's a beautiful but place. But I'm pretty sure it's in Toronto now. I would lie to get to Victoria. <laughs> Also, just one lie. I just any like you could please not that <laughs> lie. Like just not that one. Um, but I think that the first night in the mansion, two things would happen. One, I would drink too much because I don't drink that. I drink often, but I don't drink much often. And so I'd have like three beers and be like, I'm ready to party. And then I would just pass out. Okay. The second thing is I would get really intense about politics. Yeah, you would. And I would just like get really close yeah. to the bachelor and be like, do you believe in intersectionality? Tell me. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> and they would just yeah. like, you know, it'd be a lot for them. Good luck, though. And they'd be like, do you do you want kids? And I'm like, are you trying to control my body right <laughs> now? And it'd just be this whole thing. So, yes, I think that it is uh, against work code. To show a drunk. Thank stereo. you. Yes, Thank I you. agree with you. I don't even know why, how you took me down that route. I just needed you to agree with I know, me I'm sorry. that my coworkers are out of line. No, and they are. I think. What should be my appropriate response, though? How do I respond to you this? You don't. Can I get revenge? No. <laughs> Can I do a revenge singing video? I don't know. Uh, what? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I you want had you an to... idea. <laughs> Just like, re- okay, it's going to be the long game. Keep in but... mind, yeah, I'm in revenge game for the for long game. For a while. So you remember those cool mashup videos where but you can mash up different things they say to make it them say something funny? I'm not good at revenge. <laughs> so I'm creating a bit for them <laughs> yeah. for them to have a comedic win. Yeah. Well, oh, no. I've never been very good at revenge. I want to like... I'd rather just like throw a snowball at their head or something. My version of revenge is like, I know this person likes gin more than they like bourbon, but <laughs> I got them this bourbon on the rocks. And it's like this passive aggressive spiteful move, mm. you know, that's not like a practical joke. That's like a cutting bit. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm, ne- I'm never going to you again for revenge advice. You should watch New Girl. Did you ever watch New Girl? With Jess? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, did Winston's character, one of his, like, point of views 
is he has no conception of what is an appropriate level of revenge mm. or pranks. Mm -hmm. And so they would like be like, oh, we should like do a prank at this wedding. And they're like, okay, we should like, I don't know what it was, but it's like, we should change the program and change them to like middle names. And they're going to be like, oh my God. And he's like, we should release a wild badger through the vent. Yeah. Yeah. Just like drop down and wreak havoc. I yeah, I don't want that kind of revenge. I'm on the total opposite yeah. spectrum of like, I think we should like, maybe we should give them a gold bracelet, but only gold plated. Or like if they're in a meeting and they're, you know, you can tell that they want to say something, but you pass over them for someone else. But only for like only one once. other person. <laughs> <laughs> and then apologize for be like, oh my God, Cheryl, I'm sorry. Didn't you see your hand? I didn't see your hand. Yeah, okay. You're not you're not <laughs> no. my revenge no, guru. No. Maybe they were just really proud of you. They and they were like or it's maybe like, look at this idiot. <laughs> it was like this moment where like this is not just my coworker anymore. This is my friend. Yeah, maybe. And I get to joke around because this person's now my friend. Yeah, maybe. You know? All right. Or maybe they're the person who weren't recycling in the washroom <laughs> and they're like, Fuck you, Ryan. Oh if drunk. I find that guy. Um, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Let me, let me back up. Did you have a good week? I had a great week. Okay. Uh, I'm in this, uh, emotional roller coaster right now where I'm just so freaking happy all the time. That's but not a I, roller coaster. Right. <laughs> That's the opposite. Riding of a, you're riding high. Yeah. It's just been a really great couple weeks and I'm okay. So Is it because of me? Like know, well, partly, oh. but man, we're doing such a cool thing. Like this podcast is cool. Are you having fun? I'm having so much fun. That's really good. Again, I race to it eating boiled pierogies out of a Tupperware container, <sighs> but I'm so happy. I'm it's happy. So fun. But what else is making you happy? Like, uh, works great. Tomorrow's works. tomorrow's my uh, last day of probation. Oh my goodness. Uh, my meetings in the afternoon. Okay, so they could fire you they in the morning. They could fire me tomorrow. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> tomorrow morning is going to be hell. It's gonna be, well, it's even so my coworkers were like, "Oh, we'll take you out for like a celebratory lunch" because they know I'm freaking out about That's a this. Test. And my meeting is after lunch. Mm. So I was like, "Can I celebrate?" You have to be on at lunch. <sighs> it's like my coworkers I'm fun with though. No, it's like my I, fun. Co oh my god! I Have would I set you up. I'd be like, okay, let's slip her like a hundred dollars to see if she takes bribes, like or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god! They're, Is that a real thing? They're gonna like say, oh, we'll we'll uh, let's just let's just not not pay and okay, run out on uh, the restaurant. No, and then Ryan, this either. <laughs> Oh, I'm freaking out. So today I got a ride home from a co-worker test. who's That's supposed to be my friend. And I was like, I'm really nervous about this probation meeting because I thought it was just like a kind of joke thing. But apparently there's like two bosses coming into it and they're going to review how I'm doing. Yikes. I was like, I'm pretty nervous. And he was like, Christina, if you don't get past probation, I'll give you a thousand dollars. That's a, I mean, that's a weird thing to say, but that's kind of. Yeah. Eh, yeah, I don't know. Is nice. that a, should I have been like, no, I don't take money. You should have said ethically, I can't accept any. Instead, I said, I'll up it to 10000 and we have a deal. <laughs> okay, so you have a price then to be bought out at. 10000 Yeah. yeah well, totally. no, that's compelling. <laughs> um, Is that a test? Yeah. Like, that was just. I would have loved shit. it if they would have, like, set you up. Like, Christina, tell me what you're nervous about for prob probation. <laughs> like, you're. Tell me all the things that you you feel like you're not our strong strongest. I do at. that though. I walk up and down the hallways, being like, "Up, oh, just fucked up that meeting." Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, keep that to yourself. Oh after, no, tomorrow. I got too comfortable too fast. The other day, I wore a sweatshirt. <laughs> I <laughs> well, I hope that comes up. Uh, we noticed uh, you had sour cream on your sweatshirt last week. It was snowy out. Yeah. And I didn't mean to go, but just I'm freaking out now. I was on this, I was on the roller coaster, was <laughs> plummeting down. I wore my winter boots all day. Like I just didn't even think about it. And then they sent an email to the whole office being like, please remember to change your <laughs> shoes upon arrival to work in the winter. And a coworker came to my office to be like, by the way, that's just about you. Because <laughs> you can see the footprints walking into my office. You are. Definitely oh, getting fired. I went to, I, okay, this is. We need sponsors for this <laughs> podcast. Uh, maybe just like a, a some winter boot could sponsor us. Sorrells or something. I would love that. Sorrells, if you're listening, uh, 
I will wear those in any office and leave a footprint <laughs> for you with little note. Um, Other than that, I'm really good. I've been so I've been really happy and also like um, emotional, like not sad. This sounds conflicting. This is a roller coaster. Yeah, and my my whole life. Um, but I've just been like I've just been so. For example, I listened to the podcast Unqualified with Anna Ferris, which okay. is a great podcast. Um, and she and Chris Pratt uh, recently divorced. I didn't know that. Did yeah. I know? Oh, it's too bad. It's sad. I thought they were like really like a solid. Rock solid couple. You okay. know, it was hard. Has she talked? Is she, sorry, I don't idea really. Has she talked about that? Not really. But so on Unqualified, part of it is she has a celebrity on and they give relationship advice to callers, which, by the way, we again, please send in your relationship advice. No one has yet. Well, I don't know why people don't trust us. I asked you for revenge advice and it was horrible. So I'll. I'll, Yeah. Okay. whatever. So (laughs) I know you're really good at relationship advice. Her advice to the callers has gotten a bit more bitter for sure (laughs) like there's a lot of times where it's like so clearly not the case but she's like yeah he's definitely cheating on you and even the celebrity guest is like i didn't i didn't get that from it she's like no 100 percent, that's what's happening (laughs) but i'm behind like i'm listening to old episodes because i'm sort of playing catch up and i was walking my dog yesterday morning and i was listening to an episode and she's like oh my god babe come in here and chris pratt came in for a while um. and they were just talking and giving this advice and they're like well in our marriage we do this and ryan i cried cuz i cri- don't know these people you, you cried because you knew that they ended up getting divorced that or divorced yeah and okay. they sounded so happy and like they were joking around and talking about all funny things what? did they have it has it come out why they ended it no okay. there's rumors what are they like either busy schedules conflicting or he cheated on her is what Perez Hilton told me <laughs> i I mean, if Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez can make their schedules anything match up, anything can happen. Can happen. Um, did you hear this came out recently too? That uh, Jay Z confirmed, like, yes, I did cheat yeah, on Beyonce. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think we all knew, like, it was pretty evident from the song, their their albums. There wasn't, yeah. It wasn't like, huh? I wonder what this, this is. This veiled. is such symbolism. Uh, Relationships have problems. They're, they're all the so time. complex. They it's are. not just like oh, like I, it's, which is also sorry. This is coming full circle to our full episode, first episode. But it remind I've okay. I've been rewatching Friends from College because I'm obsessed with hating it. But now I'm kind of like it shows this complicated. Thank cheating you. is so much Thank more you. than I know. Thank oh you. God, we're no. trying to smart. I should listen to him all the time. Why don't I listen to men more often? Yeah. That's what. No, on. but it is true that they're so. One, you can never know what's happening in a relationship, even if you think you can. And two, just because someone cheats doesn't make them a horrible. Like, there's so many complexities. It's to, complicated. It, there's, yeah, it's a lot more layers. Call us for your uh, relationship advice. <laughs> we'll give you wishy washy. Are you a cheater? <laughs> we had left a chat. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Okay, can we go into our segment? Yeah. What did you watch this week? What did you watch this week? And was it funny? That was. Uh... You can cut that out and use it in another episode. Okay, what have you been watching? Okay, I have been. I want to pitch something to you. I love, and I haven't even shared this with you. I love British TV shows. Okay, yeah. Um, British TV has a ability to be really subtle, um, funny, but not like it's, it's not like constant like. It's not slapstick. Knee. It's not glitzy. And then, but it also has these moments that are really touching. And my favorite show, my one of my absolute favorite shows of all time, and this is. And I'm going to pitch it to you, and you're going to say, that sounds so stupid. Go ahead. It's called The Trip. Okay. And it's with Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they go places and they eat things. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, that's it. That's the show. Yeah. So it's um, it's six episodes. And isn't there a movie? And there... Sorry. Can oh, my I? God. Sorry. <laughs> I'll just go. Um. <laughs> Back up. Uh, no, there's six episodes, and... Um, each one is a different restaurant in kind of like small little quaint, cute British town yeah. in the north of England. So they do this like tour around and they're playing themselves, but they're playing like amplified versions Virgin. of themselves. 
So each of them are comedians in their own right. They're both very funny, but they're playing like two themselves, but kind of that they don't like each other. Yeah. And so um, Steve kind of begrudgingly invites Rob to do this tour around Northern England with him. And and then their, their banter back and forth is why you watch it. And there's a little bit of food porn in there, which is nice. Like mm-hmm. it's like these gorgeous hotels and really beautiful meals and all this stuff. But like they're so good together and they just have such a good rapport. So there's three seasons, the trip, uh, the trip. So the season one and then the trip to Italy and then the trip to Spain. And it has this ability to be like super. You can kind of tune out and tune in and out because it's just like conversational, Mm -hmm. but then also very touching. And you get to like every season you learn a bit more and more about these characters. Like the first season is all about Steve, who's like the more popular actor than Rob. Yeah, he's like he has a little bit more. uh, He's a little bit more known, but his his career is kind of like on the downward descent. And he's like projecting all of his fears about aging and about his career onto Rob and like ridiculing him and making fun of him. And Rob is just like this guy that's like, I'm happy with where I'm at. I'm not very popular, but I love doing what I'm doing and I have a family and I love them. Yeah. And it's just like this beautiful, like you want, you want both of them to be happy anyway. That sounds so nice. And then the next season it kind of flips and Rob is like having these, like he's stressed with having more kids. He's starting to like question like his marriage and then Steve is like, you know, I'm kind of in a good place. I just was, it's like, it's very interesting. And then the scenery is beautiful. And it's like, I pitched this show to people and they're like, this sounds so stupid. I'm going to watch two guys eat a meal and talk. That sounds I, so nice. I promise you it's a great, great show. I wish every show had food porn as an element mm-hmm. to it. Like yeah. it would just add to any show. Like you're watching Friends and then and Monica's the, like. She's a chef here's and yet like the food a is never shown. Yeah. Do you think Monica's hotter than Rachel? Um, how do we always get back to friends? It's hard not to. Do you want us like a real answer to this? Like, is this an appropriate question for me to ask? Yeah. Is it objectifying? Well, probably. Yeah. Okay. Give me your answer. <laughs> um, personality wise, Phoebe's the hottest. Really? Yeah. She's just like. Interesting. The most interesting. Yeah, she's quirky. Yeah. But then she's also incredibly loving. So caring. And her and Joey's friendship is oh, my favorite part it's of beautiful. Friends. Yeah. Okay, continue. Um, Monica has good seasons in seven and eight where she's good looking. Rachel is the most consistently good looking. Good looking. Okay. Monica has That's some a really tough... thought. You've thought this out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I... After looping it 1,200 times, I have a. You have a thorough answer. Yeah, I will also talk about a little itty bitty British TV show that everyone thinks is boring and nobody watches. And I think I'm finally going to pick a show that JP doesn't already know. And it's called The Detectorists. I've seen it. Damn it. What a guy. It's about these two middle aged men who live in this little British town and they are metal detectorists and they're part of this like. Uh, community club where they go out into fields and try to find like historical artifacts with their metal detectors. And that's like, that's it. It's really dry. I love it. Spoiler for like most of the first season, they don't find anything, but the occasional like not old coin. I love it. But it's just like, it's their passion. Yeah. And when they do finally find something, it's like, well, what now? Like, that's that was never their goal. Okay, the reason why I love British TV over US TV for that reason is you can have a show that goes like not a ton's happening, there's still funny moments. In the UK version it's like, "Oh, we found something." In the US version it'd be like, "And then one of them died." Yeah, and there always has to be a cliffhanger or something <laughs> big happening. The but detect- life isn't like life, that. The detectorist like one of them's going through uh has just separated from his wife who's lives still in the small town with her new hotter pizza hut manager <laughs> husband. And he's like trying to reconcile his like grief over the loss of his marriage by falling more in love with yeah. detectoring. And then the other one has this partner who wants to grow up and like start a life with him. And he's like, no, I really just, I like where we're at. So they're dealing with these really real life, like yeah. so grounded moments who just and then they just go out in the field and chat about their lives. I love Look, that. I'm it is watch this so nice, and it's funny. Oh. You will laugh because the little the the quirk comes from this community of detectorists. I like that. Do you remember the? I mean, I know you do, but uh, the movie about improv, don't think twice. It's uh, in my top three movies of all time. Wow. Yeah. 
But I love that movie because it's not super I want like, to just one up you. You're like, yeah, I remember yeah. this movie. I'm like, yeah, I live and breathe that movie. <laughs> so it's not like this. It's not like, but it's very much like, and then she has that, uh, she has that line where they're, you know, the couple's fighting. She's like, this is, yeah. And she's like, I don't need to be on SNL. This is what this I want to do. I'm happy do. here. And it's just like beautiful. And it's not like now I'm, I'm going to have like, I'm going to cheat on like, it's not this like huge, like, um, and then somebody gets hit by a car and then there's an affair. It's no. like just people talking about life and it's very like, I can relate to that a lot more. Yeah. I also, I know <laughs> we're not doing improv in New York, nor are either of us really trying to make this a career. Um, I mean, sorry, you're in a commercial, so things are going up for you. Yeah. I am just stuck right yeah. here. Um, but I think that movie still perfectly captures this, I guess you use tension for lack of a better word, between the pure joy that comes from doing something as freeing as improv and as goofy yeah. and lighthearted and just fun, like just pure fun. With the tension of like, well, what's next? And we even feel that. And we're in Ottawa, let alone somewhere totally. that's as heightened as New York, where there's talent on every corner trying to make Everybody's it. Everybody's the funniest person you've ever met. The funniest person. And so, but even still watching it, it captured that like, I want this to be enough, but I'm constantly thinking of like, how do we get on stage again? How do we get our name out there? How do we make this into something, not a full-time career, but into something more? Yeah. And that movie captured that of like, especially when you're doing it with a group of people that you're like, I've got your back. I'm supportive of you, all of these things, but do we all want to be in the same spot and are we all willing to get there? Oh, that movie is so good. Everybody watch it. Don't think twice. If you don't love improv, you might not love it as much as us. No, I think, okay. I cried when they set up the chairs on the stage in the first two minutes, so. You're, that's a lot. It was Jason left the room. <laughs> he was like, this is too much. What's it like being in a relationship with you? That's hard. Yeah. <laughs> this is, 30 minutes has been a roller coaster. Imagine that every day of your life. Yikes. Okay, so we've had... We've had Melissa on on the podcast, which was nice. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, uh, sorry. sorry do, you I wanna, was do you want to talk right? Now? <laughs> sorry. Um, and and we get like I feel like this is like well, what's that show, Captain Planet? This is now we've all put our rings in because we have an, <laughs> the last member of the Planeteers. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I am wind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we should, uh, Marshall Lloyd. Thanks for joining us. Also known as Wind. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. We're so excited you're here. Yeah. Don't ever leave. Okay. Um, the door's locked. Yeah, we locked the door. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, are you excited to hang out with us? Very excited. I. I Who do you uh, like more? Um, it depends on the, the context. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> this context, the specific context, this, this place, this time. Specific context. Ooh, it's so hot in here. It's so <laughs> warm. Uh, okay, so Marshall is. I'm gonna. Christina. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Right, you're winning me back though, Ryan. <laughs> what? Uh, my face. Yeah. Um, okay, Sorry. so uh, so Marshall is the fourth member of A Little Awkward, which is our home home brew. Yeah. Also known as a troop. Troop. Can you give the people a background? Like you, um, you're a, you're a sketch performer. Mm -hmm. You have written. I do. You performed have. in Ottawa at the shit hot shit show. I did. You were a regular player on. It's kind of like a. It's an Ottawa attempt at like an SNL type. -y. Yeah, I think they've done four or five. Yeah, something like that. That's They're aiming for another one yeah. in January. Kind awesome. Of thing. So yeah. And you are also diving into stand up <gasps> head first. Uh, I got my bits written. Good. Good. Bits. I have like three of my four bits written, and I'm going this Wednesday. So you're doing great. <laughs> I'll sell you a bit. Oh my god! It's I'll about how it. there's two V's and savvy. Am I right, folks? <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna kill. This is. Uh, <laughs> yikes. Uh, driving a parkway. <laughs> um, but congr uh, congratulations Thanks, on putting your, your uh, diving head. Oh, Christina can't even look at you. Uh, she's laughing so hard. She's being swallowed by her sweater. Yeah. <laughs> um, congratulations on like diving head first into that. Thanks, stuff. man. Thanks. Can, can I ask you your first softball question of the night? Yeah, give it to me. What drew you into comedy? You are 
not funny. No, nope. you are a naturally funny guy. You don't you don't need to try. But like, what what took you there? Like, how did you get get um, started? So I guess I mean, it, there's probably like one reason why I've always gone for jokes as a way to relate to people. Okay. And it's a little serious. No, we get we get we get, we get, get there. I've cried on this show. Really? No. Okay. Well, I I mean <laughs> I could get there. I uh, cry usually right before it. <laughs> to get it all out. Is it a happy cry or nervous? It's a, mix. a surprise. Do you just go to like stores and see puppies and then you cry? And this is the joy of life. Right across the street. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. Um. So like my dad died of brain cancer when I was fourteen. Oh wow. Yeah, and that was a sickness. So it's not like. It started at 14 and ended 14, so it was a yeah. while. Yeah. yeah. So that hurts as a little boy. And then, uh, so then it's hard to get close to people, kind of. Mm. You're like, oh, well, you don't consciously think this, but that's but, that was the most painful thing in the world. I don't want to be close to people again. Yeah. Mm. So honestly, I think I developed my sense of humor as a means of self-preservation protection mm. to keep a distance. Because you can't, if someone's trying to be intimate with you, and I'm not just talking like, purely sexual but like intimate mm -hmm. friendship ryan and i have an intimate moments at times non-sexually but it's an easy way to like throw a joke if you start yeah. talking about feelings it immediately creates distance yeah. so i've always had that as it took me a long time to realize that i was emotionally distant to people and mm -hmm. i used comedy as a as a shell did somebody call you out no no nobody you called just me slowly out. realized it on your own yeah i just mm -hmm. i was like why do I only ever want to make the stupidest joke every yeah. single time I'm mm. having a conversation? And and that's not where you're at now because you and I have had very serious yeah. conversations. What am I missing? This isn't about me, Christina. <laughs> oh, Focus, wow. Marshall, wow. keep going. I just didn't know you guys were having serious conversations. Uh, you know, when the pendulum has swung, Christina started as number one. Yeah. And, and then, then that was a bad form moment. Yeah, was, when, we meet, when we meet up privately, you and I. Yeah. yeah. Um, All no, those okay, private but, moments. But, but seriously, you that's not where you're at now. Yeah, I've gone through a lot of emotional work. I don't know how. Uh, I didn't see a therapist or anything. Um, it was mostly like going on trips with friends and drinking. That okay. does that helps sometimes. <laughs> that's, just, that's cathartic. <laughs> and eventually you realize like mm. nothing matters. Um, Let's do a life advice corner. <laughs> <laughs> nothing matters. Nothing matters. Don't see a therapist. Just drink. Just drink. <laughs> you got to be like the Vikings. You come ashore, you burn the boats, and you got to make the best of the situation. Huh. That's good life lesson. And so you're responsible for your, only, your own happiness. So you mm -hmm. may as well love someone and just throw it all out there and pretend Aww, it's going to be okay. That's nice. So, <laughs> so what... Um, so then comedy for you now, what, mm -hmm. why, why are you still doing it then if, if you've done all this work? Uh, so... I would still like to make jokes, but I would just kind of dial it back a bit more and like actually be serious with people. And then I was in a cafe and I'd listened to podcasts before. So that just told like those podcasts told me what improv was. I'd never even known it. Like I'd never done performance my whole life, but uh, I was in a cafe and I just took, you know, those uh, flyer thingies with the like the, the fingers on the bottom. You rip them off. Yeah. 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 Um, that actually worked for somebody? A hundred percent. It worked for me when I was like a 12. What'd you I had get? A, um, Bicycle? a dog walking thing. And oh. I walked like two people's dogs once each. <laughs> you collect that money? Like that Sweet cash? Did they even Rolling pay in. me? Is that Can how you I, got those Razor that's scooters? That's I got my Razor. <laughs> uh, sorry, that was a sidetrack like lovely. and a half. Yeah. Um, when you're in an improv group, you, it's a very trusting relationship. You mm -hmm. trust that when you go out on stage, somebody's going to come out and support you. Yeah. You trust that. I'm not going to um, steamroll you. You're not going to, yeah, just mm -hmm. walk all over you. You trust that um, I'm going to set up a scene. You're going to support it. Or even like, hey, there's places I distinctly don't want to go as a performer, and I know you're not going to take me there, or I know. Yeah. And, and one of the things when we were looking for somebody to join a group, we said, okay, we want to be somebody we, we trust. And, mm -hmm. and it was it was instantly refreshing. So part of like, where I felt a little blah about some of those, uh, you know, drop in jams or, you know, I'd be on stage and so, well, it was fake stage, but someone would stab me and I'd be like, OK, so I'm a dead corpse now. So, For the next like 20 minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I guess I'll lay here and then I'd like move a little, be like, I'm almost dead, like Monty Pythoning yeah. it. And then you just like, no, you're really dead and stab me four you're more times. Like, great. Thank you. So that kind of lack of trust there kind of drew me a bit more to doing sketch because you're like, I write like I, I control every word. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna stay on script, and I'm yeah. gonna be alive at the end yeah. of the sketch. Yeah, um, <laughs> you better you believe better be. it. It takes ten seconds to feel the vibe of someone else when you're practicing, and mm -hmm. immediately for you guys to like lob things up to me and let me have fun, mm -hmm. and then to for it to be fun to 
have you guys same. be the off-colored character kind of thing. So it's well to do improv with people to trust is so much fun because yeah, it's that mutual. You know what the other person has a joy doing an improv. Like mm -hmm. you really like to do sort of like quirky, physical. Mm -hmm. You can totally, we can all do all the other things too. Mm -hmm. But when I think of Ryan, I think of like, you like to play a straight man who has, is very funny. Thank and you. then who also gets pimped into doing things. I'll do anything. <laughs> do anything. When I think of Marshall, I think of like super physical, quirky, kind of like zany comedy. Mm -hmm. And so it's fun to do improv with people that you know and trust really well because you get to put them in those situations and yeah. watch them shine. And then, you know, they're going to do the same for you. Can I compliment you? Uh, please. Christina, are you OK if I compliment? Marcia? Don't stop at one either. I'll just zone it out. It's okay. <laughs> no, OK. So we're doing it. We're doing our sketch class and mm -hmm. Marshall had a script where the the script itself, the conversation of the script was very. It was meant to be very just like bare bones and very like, how are you? Like, are you moving these boxes? Like Marshall was playing a mover and it was very just like he was there to provide a service and it was like transactional. And but the whole thing was that Marshall was I don't like the character was like called stripper mover. And he was like so when he would like bend over and pick up boxes, he would do these like bodily movements and it was. He was able to deliver lines in this deadpan, very serious voice. But doing these physical. But he was incredibly physical, so and it was so funny. And I wanted to be in that scene so bad. I was like trying to write in a part. I'd be like, "Hey, what if uh, some guy come?" Just so I could be in that scene with yeah. Marshall. But and and that's what I mean. You and I have talked about this a lot. Like we try to be more physical, and I just see this like I'm so bad at it. But this guy, you also f have a a good way of finding the line between like. Uh, you don't go back to the the sex joke well too mm, often, but yeah. when you do, it's good. Like, how do you how do you find that? Do you have like a a I, means to get there? Uh, I go with like uh, check my impulses, and it's something I'd had to learn a bit as coming to terms with my own privilege, mm -hmm. um, as being like a, a white male, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and like uh, spending fifteen motherfucking years in the, the the military which is a very like uh, I know nothing about Marshall. Yeah, <laughs> I knew that. We had to talk about that. Well, I mean, it was like three months ago. That was like that's when we went um, to the Appalachians. We we did a like a we, had a we guys went hiking trip. together. Yeah, we had a guys trip. We had a we did mostly hiking. But I know you're not into hiking, so that's why we didn't bother I hate inviting you. Right <laughs> so much. No, finish Continue. your finish your answer. Uh, what was the question? How do you find that line between sex oh, jokes yes. that are yeah. good and sex jokes that are yeah. awful? Uh, so, so in that in that context, it's it's cheap currency to make like uh, a joke about a woman being a, a slut or joking about dicks or like succumbing so to terms with uh, realizing that those are cheap currency. And you know, you'd move around in the military and you'd you'd have a new gr group of guys and you kind of have to show your machismo, you know, and, and prove your maleness. And it's this like like literal dick, not literal, metaphorical dick measuring contest mm -hmm. kind of thing into. How what raunchy is, you could be, exactly, yeah. and that and that would quickly get you uh, buy-in with guys and stuff like that. And then coming to terms with my my own privilege, I'm like, well, a those jokes aren't that funny, and b they're not helping anyone and probably harming, uh, mm -hmm. reinforcing negative stereotypes. And really, just gotta really hammer on they're not that funny. Mm -hmm. um, so a, a sex joke, uh, a woman joke, um, it, it usually just not funny. Uh, a racial joke, just usually not that funny. Um, so it's just not even worth it. Be better. Just yeah, be, be better, better at being funny. Tell people what Marshall said. It was that it was like a women only uh, comedy night. Not a women only. It was oh like yeah, the profile I women. wasn't there, okay. but I've heard the story from several just, oh, women you who I do improv that she with. Was there because because I'm a woman <laughs> who does improv. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not in every women improv space. Oh, there's three hundred thousand women there. Sorry, were we do, have a, the... do they have binders of women that they're just <laughs> flipping through? I thought you were there. No, I wasn't. But no, I have heard about this that Marshall was invited to perform at this. Um, women's improv night as like just an add-on person. Yeah, they put one token male. One token male. Which I'll unpack later, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, and he was like, okay, just like, let me know where you need me. I don't want to take up too much space. This is not my, like, this is your space. I'm just here because you've asked me to. And it was the best for I love this guy. Because some him. dudes are just going to be like, I'm here. <laughs> I'm ready. Because <laughs> 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 my first joke would be like, there's a lot of ladies in this uh, room. <laughs> Yikes. Um, also, because some guys will be like, I don't want to take up too much space. Like, I just, I'm here as an mm. ally. And then take up yeah, so, so much, much space. fucking yeah. space. It's just like yeah. they'll take up 
so much space talking about how they don't want to take up space and that like it becomes a performance of allyship of being yeah, like, I'm yeah. such a good ally. I just I support you guys so yeah. much. Oh, my God. I like folks. Sorry, I support you folks so much. And then they like it's just so well, long. The tricky and the tricky thing to know that I've had to check this in the workplace, too. And in, you know, if, if you're in a group of six people, you should only be. Oh, Why did I pick this fraction? Mm -hmm. You should only be talking about 16.666% of the time. Mm -hmm. And if you're in a group of six people and there's two guys and four girls, those guys will probably be talking more than 50% of the time kind of thing. So yeah. you really have to sort of even like it feels like you're not participating in a conversation when there's a large group because you're only talking 16%. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not that much. But even these like allies, they're like, just so everyone knows, I'm an ally. And like one girl gets to talk for 30 seconds and he's like. I'm an ally. That's a great point. This As is... an ally, I totally support <laughs> yeah. that. Um... And furthermore, henceforth, you said a good thing, but I'm going to take this to the house. I just want to, I don't mean to mansplain. It's yeah. just when you said power, I don't think you quite understood the definition of power. So I'm just going to lay that out there right now, knowing that I have power. But you did a really good job. But you did such a good job, it, girl. But I'm going <laughs> to take it to the end zone. I, I don't know if you know sports. Oh. It's Oh my God! The okay, so football. Pitches have are, we, are we doing a scene yeah, right I now? Yeah, I feel like we should. Okay, you brought a premise. No, no. do you do you want to? Do no, let's just jump into it. We got more. We no, have no. three hours here, right? I told yeah. you guys yeah. I want to just talk with you guys for yeah, three totally. hours. Yeah, totally. Um, JP, we're good for three hours. Yeah. Um, I have a family. Okay. Um, please. Okay. Let's let's hear your. So now we're gonna do a scene. Yeah. Let's hear. You brought a brought a premise for us. I, uh, there's old timey paleontologists. Yep. I think there's even, uh, I think there's a book maybe called Bone Wars. Mm -hmm. um, I've read it, I'm sure. Obviously. I haven't even read it. I, I heard an NPR interview on the subject. So, Bone Wars. Okay. And it's about the, the early days of paleontology because they're un uncovering these things and they're like, uh, the earth is like 40 years old. <laughs> what are these huge dogs? Like, this couldn't possibly be a thing. And then they're trying to, figured out and then there's two famous paleontologists that are going back and forth assembling these old dinosaurs uh in the wrong way mm -hmm, actually blowing mm -hmm. up other the other person's work nice so the premise is we're old-timey paleontologists <laughs> God damn it. and <laughs> and we're uh we're trying to figure out how to put this uh this pile of bones together and there's pressure because the other group of old-timey paleontologists are building a bigger badder one and we need to figure it out. Oh, You're welcome, Christina. My worst <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> See. Hey, Jeff, you wanna you wanna come in here? Oh, sure I do. Oh, thanks. Uh, I I need you to know uh, two things right now. Yes. Uh, one, our uh, funding from. Uh, the John Birch Society. The John Birch Society oh. is running out. We're running out of funding. How many, how many shillings do we have left? We have very few shillings left. Oh, um, I, I, I got to be honest. I can barely pay you for this session. We need to. Uh, time's running out, and oh, Mr. Peterson, what are we gonna do? I, I, I want to organize a a a nighttime raid. Oh, I, well, did someone say nighttime raid? Well, well, boom, uh, boom, don't say boom, don't, boom, don't say anything boom. in front of her. Okay, uh, Mrs. Peterson. Fancy seeing you here. I thought you were cooking pies. I heard nighttime rave and I'm ready to party with some bones. It's our honeymoon and I've just been stuck in this cave. This is where I work. This is where I love it here. Honey, I need you to just be patient with me. You can see I brought my trusty assistant. You promised me that we would have some alone fun time. And now all you talk about is shillings. And the funding running out, and we need to put these bones back together. You know what I need? Your bones. Don't mind me. I'll just disappear into the wall of the cave. Honey, don't listen to him. He can't disappear into the wall of the cave. We cannot have oh. sex right now. I'm focused purely on destroying oh. Clark Jeffers' bottom. Bottom. <sighs> Jeffers' bottom is one whole word. You know what? I saw Clark Jeffers' bottom at the meal tent. At the dig site. Yes. And he's giving me more attention than you are on our honeymoon. And I for one it. second, I thought you'd plan something special because you know how much I love to rave. And you didn't. You didn't plan anything special. You, you know, in this 
on these cold Montana nights. I'm going to need you to just let me talk to my wife for a second here. She, Disappear into the cave wall. Very well, Mrs. Peterson. <laughs> Honey, I can barely pay him. He his his family hasn't eaten in weeks. Oh. He, I was about to say something dirty, but I stopped myself out of respect for his family. <laughs> Honey, I I love you and our wedding was beautiful. It was so beautiful, I wanna, but you, it was just lies. I want to consummate it was our built marriage on a foundation of lies. Just as I stand on this bone right here, is that okay if I'm standing on this foundation of bone? It's a fibia. Oh. See, he he never stops working. I love him. He's so loyal. Well, if you you love me, and you need to just, I'm sorry, I'm giving you an ultimatum. You need to decide it's me or the bones in this guy. Is it the sex mostly? Well, that's the, part of it. And what else do you need? Uh, the fever. <laughs> What else do you need other than the sex? Emotional support. Okay. You're, you, uh, you, More like, shillings. I'm tr <laughs> you know my love language is time and money. And right now I'm getting neither. And also intimacy, apparently. Well, time, money, and sex. And I'm getting I, none of them. I love that I married a complex woman. Yeah, I am complex, just like these bones you need to put together oh. that you've clearly put together wrong. That bone goes over there attached to the rib cage. Rib cage. How did you not see that? The clavicle. The, exactly. Uh, it's You're the putting apex. It to... <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry is not good enough. I'm going to hang out with Jeffrey Longbottom. <gasps> the guy from Harry Potter? Yes. That's Neville. That's Neville Longbottom. I'm going She's... to the meal tent. I can't handle this anymore. Well, well Mr. Peterman, I... good thing you got rid of her. She's going over to the... I'm beginning to think that maybe our marriage wasn't, wasn't that good anyway. Oh, no. You could salvage it, much like we've salvaged all these bones. You're so committed to this. Are you okay? That... How's your family doing? Oh, my family? I left them back in Montana. <laughs> They're and, fine. Okay, good, good. I mean, they eat sawdust and porridge, but they're fine. I need to be honest with you. I I think I need to give up. I We can't do this anymore. The The money's largely dried up, and, and my wife has now left me. I Mr. No, I'm still here. I just went into the cave wall. <laughs> oh. did, did, did you hear that? Did you I hear heard there's it. no money? I heard there's no money. But he still has those pocket watches. If you can give me time and intimacy, I'll stick around. I don't have time. But if you have no money, you can't run this dick site anymore. We could be together for real. What would I do? I, I really only have sex as my other skill. You can get rid of all of these bones and keep your one bone. My... Maybe we should wait for my assistant to leave the room. No, I'm oh fine, God, Mr. Peter. Oh, God, I thought he was gone. Oh, he's, he's so quiet. I have nowhere to go. No family. Your family's in Montana. We're in Montana. They can't be that far. I'm going to go I'm gonna go corner Neville Longbottom, and I'm going to tell him what I think, and I'm going to blow the shit off his big supposedly side. big dog. Oh, the dig site. He also owns a, an Irish wolfhound. They're quite large. Do not blow up his <laughs> but dog. He's, he's assembled a mighty turtle out of old bones. I bet that's not even a turtle. I bet it's a big, big tree bones. Tree bones. That's what it is. Honey, tree you're bones. bad at this job. <laughs> oh. This isn't what you should be doing. No, no, no. I think I saw. No, sweetie. Okay. I heard you singing the other day in the portable shower near the meal tent. He was singing about... What that tree bone was. And it was beautiful, beautiful metaphorical lyrics. Sing it to us. That's what you should be doing. That's where you, you talked about you're old song, flying monsters and tree bones. You're a songwriter, not a digger. That's how I fell in love with you. Enchant us, Mr. Peterman. I am a songwriter. I'm, I miss my lyrics. Look at people are throwing shillings at us. Oh, Sing it, the song. Mrs. Peterman, it's working. It's working. <laughs> it's working. I'm going to call this, uh, this song, uh, a nighttime at the bone site. Sing it, sweetie. The <laughs> shillings. No, sorry. Yeah, I, I want to keep my marriage together. Uh, um, the original lyrics. Say them. You were singing them just the, the other bones? day. R remember the night when we ate porridge and sawdust. Look at the piles of shillings. <laughs> I opened my 
arms, Louder, which are sweetie, more which passion, are, which are made of bones, yes. <laughs> which are made of his family's bones. gonna eat. And I saw your heart beating beneath the rib cage. <sighs> The rib cage. Yes, the bones. Uh, Get into the chorus, sweetie. The chorus is the best part. The rap the interlude. Come on with and dig with me. Come on and dig with me. Everyone. I want to. Old timey rap. Oh, honey, I, I, I owe you so much right now. Ching, 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 ching. Well, I think we've collected most of it. Do we take it to finish off this honeymoon? Or give it to your assistant to feed his family in Montana, the same state we are currently in. They're at least 40 minute walk that away. Oh, that takes a long time. We should just I'd take like to get it. to the airport. You're so full of sawdust. <laughs> Grab the shilling, sweetie. <laughs> and, and scene. scene. <laughs> what a weird scene. Oh, yeah. yeah Marshall, yeah. thank you so much for coming. Oh, thanks for having me. This is really fun. This is more than I even imagined. It. I had pretty high <laughs> imagined. I was very into it. Um, Marshall, do you have anything you want to plug before we run along? I mean, I got my podcast that well, Ryan was it. on. It's plug called. It. I'm going on it soon, yeah. by the way. Whatever. It's called On Being Animals. And where can people find it? On iTunes. Or, wow. or like just Google it and it'll be liberated. If you don't buy into the Apple. You know, hierarchy, liberated syndication. You can right. get right to the source. Perfect. Well, well, Sweet. well. Um, Yay. Okay, well, thanks, everybody, for joining us. That was fun. Bye. Bye. <laughs>